everybody welcome back to a rocky star podcast this is your host brian argot uh gr- glad to be back here on the show um as you guys all know i love bringing on people who can make a big difference in our lives mentally or physically and we all have a crazy uh, rocky starts and bringing on um from di- we all come from different walks of life uh, today i am bringing on a self-defense uh, instructor and uh, he was in the Navy. His name is Andrew Juarez. How you doing today, Andrew? I'm good, Brian. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, yeah, absolutely, man. And I won't call you Andy. I know you mentioned it earlier your mom uh, is the only one that could call you Andy, and I won't call yeah, you Yeah, and that's only when she's <laughs> mad, so I try, I try to stay oh, off yeah. her list. Oh, man, I remember when I was younger, I, my mom used to call me Brian Allen, and I was like, my middle name was Allen. I was like, anytime I ever heard the my middle name Allen, I was like, I was definitely in trouble. Yep. That, that's, that's how I am whenever my mom calls me Andy, so... That's the first thing I clear well, up. I tell people, don't call me Andy. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, well, I mean, speaking of trouble, uh, you know, when anyone's in trouble, they, they come to you now. You're the, you're the self, you're the self-defense guy. You're, you, uh, created, you know, everything around that. How did you get involved in, uh, being a self, well, not only just in self-defense, but, uh, in Krav Maga, uh, specifically. Well, Again, it boils down to mom, right? Uh, my mom was a single mother of two boys. I have an older brother. He's two years older than me. Um, and I was about eight years old, and my brother was 10, and we used to fight each other all the time. And, uh, you know, he used to bully me, and my mom told me, well, you have to beat a punch a bully in the nose. And I didn't know how to do that. So she put me and my brother into boxing school. Um in our local city and most of the boys in the neighborhood attended that boxing school um so i did that for almost two years and it was funny well, because well, after we were boxing my brother stopped hitting me <laughs> that's so funny as someone who has an older brother who used to get who used to get in fights with you <laughs> yeah so we used, if we had any issues we used to do it on the, in the inside the ring the code, the boxing instructor would say, do you guys have any issues? And he would do that with any kids, not just brothers and sisters. Any kind of, if you had any kind of beef with another person, they would be like, all right, get in the ring, and you do two rounds, and, and then by the end of the round, you guys are forgetting why you guys were fat, mad at each other. You, you blew off all that steam. Yeah. yeah. You mentioned we were talking pre-show. You are you live in uh, Southern California as well. What what part of uh, SoCal was that? Uh, Arcadia, California, or the part where I was going to school was in Almonte, California. That was where the boxing gym is. Um, the original one is no longer there, but they do have um, a pretty good boxing uh, gym in Almani still. It's called Almani Boxing. Okay, gotcha. I um, I recently had uh, we had moved to uh, we we had lived in Glendale for a while. Now we live in Boyle Heights, um, where we're raising our we have a two month old right now, and uh, there's this boxing gym literally half a block from where I'm at and. I uh, went to go sign up, and now I want to start. Um, I want to take a, a class there for boxing and whether MMA. The only kind of I did a little bit of boxing and uh, jujitsu for a little while. Uh, really fun. I love the, I love the mental fitness of it. That's that's the biggest takeaway. That's like it's just I, I you know, you learn so much from that with, through discipline. Um, and uh, but anyways. Uh, love self-defense and the amount of uh, every, just everything you get from it. Um, what is, uh, 
when, when you when you uh, get like a new student and everything like that, when people are coming to you, what is uh what are the few things that like they kind of say to you why they want to get into it? Um, most of it is because they they don't feel safe, that they want to learn how to protect themselves. I have a lot of students that have been victims of some kind of assault. Um, that's primarily that makes up at least 85% of my students. Uh, most of them are women um, that have been assaulted in some way, somehow. Um, that, those, those must be hard stories. To hear. It, it, they're, they're very hard. And Terrible. I'm a father of two girls. Um, you know, I'm the, I'm the only boy besides my dog in the house. I mean, I have my wife and my two daughters. And both my daughters are black belts in Taekwondo. Um, I'm actually the lowest ranking black belt at my house. Uh, my oldest daughter, she's 26. She turned 26 yesterday. Um, Congratulations. She is a third degree black belt in Taekwondo. And my wow. youngest daughter, she'll turn 21 in a couple months. Um, she's a second degree black belt in Taekwondo. And I'm just... A black belt in Krav Maga. So, so, so you know not to piss them off. Yeah, well, you know, I used the same philosophy that my old boxing coach taught. Like when my kids used to, they're five years apart. So when they used to argue with each other or, or want to get in a fight, I converted my garage into a dojo. So oh, there you go. Um, I just they would put on the sparring gear and they would go into the garage and and I'll be right there watching them and let them go and. You know, halfway through the sparring match, they're laughing. You know, so because <laughs> they're siblings and they love it. Yeah, yeah. so, so um, <laughs> I use the same mentality that I, I grew up on. You know, hey, if you have a beef with someone, you know, fight it out, but you know, do it in a controlled, safe manner, and and it resolved a lot of stuff. Yeah, and I, it's funny how you mentioned that in a, in a uh, safe, controlled manner because. I remember I had a friend, uh, a friend's dad who was, you know, like that, you know, I, like, you know, we all, we all, I grew up in the, I grew up in Palmdale, Lancaster, not the greatest neighborhood. And I was pretty, pretty ghetto. And, uh, I had a friend's dad who was like, you know, if you guys are going to do this, you guys are going to do this in a self uh, you know, safe and controlled manner. And, you know, this is not going to escalate into anything, you know, beyond that or stupid or no one else is going to jump in. You guys are going to do this one-on-one. And, and, uh, that was how it went down you know most of the time you know when people got into kind of those kind of fights and uh you know because you, you've heard other stories where stuff has got escalated or you know worse stuff has happened and uh but yeah I, I love that i actually do love that old school approach yeah and, and it's also one of those things that you know i try to explain to my wife that that men could be you could be at a you could be in a bar and talk smack to each other actually throw a couple punches and then after you're done like all right dude i'll buy you a beer you know where women don't have that same kind of mentality you know they're they're still holding <laughs> grudges about something that happened in high school to someone they still talk to it's like let it go you know and uh yeah it's just the mindset's different for men and women and so um yeah and and uh and it's definitely like like you said it's the approach right i think you said like you know, you, you having the approach like that towards your daughters, like they, they probably just learned like, you know, like little tiny stuff, like from arguments that don't matter. Um, they're not holding grudges like that because they grew up in a different kind of household. And like, you were like, you know, you had a different approach to them and I'm sure they really thank you for that. 
Yeah, and, and, and it's funny because now, you know, me and my daughters, we kind of joke around with my wife because she's the only one in the house that's not a black belt, you know. She's the only one that's not trained. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we, we tease her about that, and, and she gets a little upset sometimes. But, um, you know, we go out to dinner and say, oh, sorry, only black belts are going out to dinner today. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they have a different mindset. And, and during COVID, they actually started training uh, Krav Maga with me uh, nice. at my dojo because I'm not going to say no names because during COVID we were supposed to be shut down uh, we were doing oh, the God. underground yeah, training yeah. Um, oh, all good I think everyone was doing something during COVID where it had a yeah all good but uh, yeah. you were saying so, so my daughters they weren't going to school their school was online so I'm like I don't want them sitting around here all day not doing nothing and I'm still training. I'm like, you guys are going training with me. I don't care what you guys say. And uh, I started taking them training. And it was way different than what they were used to because Taekwondo is a lot of legs, not too many yeah. punches or nothing. Because you don't get points. Now Taekwondo's changed the rules to you actually get points for punching now. Oh, but when my kids were doing it, there was no there was no points for punching so they didn't teach you punching at the dojos because when you compete why are they going to teach you to punch if you're not going to get any points so everything was kicks so when they went to the Krav Maga with me Krav Maga is I would say at least 75% striking which is anything you do standing up um, yeah. punches elbows knees kicks headbutts all that kind of stuff um so they weren't used to that kind of fighting because they're used to kicking all the time it gave them a great foundation they're they're fast on their feet because they know how to move so fast because of the taekwondo um that when they started learning how to use their hands it actually made them a more all-around better fighter wow no I, I mean, definitely, because um, I, I, I always relate them back to sports, you know, um, like for certain athletes, like they always cross, they always do cross sports, right? One, like uh, a lot of football players have played basketball and they're way better at football because they have played basketball. And that goes the same thing with, you know, and with mixed martial arts, right? Um, get, getting better, like doing jujitsu and doing taekwondo or doing um krav maga like all those kind of things like they intersect at one point or another because in the brain you know like you get better with those intangibles correct yeah yeah it's 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 like any kind of martial arts you take it doesn't matter if it's or any combat sport i should say or combat style I mean, there's so many different ways you could phrase it but boxing uh muay thai karate uh taekwondo uh, Krav Maga, any of that kind of stuff, the body could only move in so many ways. So footwork is footwork. It doesn't matter where you go, they're going to teach you basic footwork. So understanding that footwork is going to help you in the, anything else you do. So like you said, if you cross train, I mean, there was a story, I can't remember, it was a couple years ago where I think it was the Miami Dolphins where they took the whole team 
was taking um, ballet classes. Yeah, I remember this. And, and that's, um, that's because yeah. it made them light on their feet. They taught them, yeah. it teaches you how to move um, your body. One of the things I, I try to, one of the hardest things I have to explain to my students is if you want to learn how to dance, you practice dancing. If you want to learn how to hit a baseball, you practice baseball. If you want to learn how to fight, you have to practice fighting. So if I'm swimming and I'm good at that, it's not going to make me a good fighter. Every industry, every sport, any activity we do has a different kind of stamina. Uh, in the school yep. that I used to go to, we had this one student who was a marathon runner. And he was taking his free class with us that morning. And he didn't even last 30 minutes. He was so gassed out. And me at the time, I'm, you know, I'm a six foot guy. And at the time I was wearing 270 and he was surprised that I wasn't gassed out. It's because I had developed that stamina for the kind of class I was taking. Don't ask me to run because I'm not a runner. Right. It's, it's a different conditioning. It's also the way your muscles are working. You're, you're working like in, you know, personal trainers. I know some of this stuff is like you're working uh, slow twitch versus fast twitch muscles. And um, as a as a as a marathon runner, he's working a lot of slow tw twitch muscles, built for that kind of stamina. Because again, like you're mentioning, but if he was to do a like if he was to do sprints and some different, like he's going to get more gas as opposed to what you're doing in in a self defense. It is so much it, like the the way that your your body is being worked. You are not used to that style of training because it is it is really freaking hard. Yeah, and and you know we were doing. I mean, he made it through the warm-ups, which is about 10, 15 minutes. And, and we do what's called dynamic warm-ups, which means yeah. that we don't sit there and stretch. We're moving around Move. and and stretching at the same time. Um, yeah. They found it that it's actually a better warm-up. Because a regular warm-up where you do your stretching, if you stretch for 10, 15 minutes before the activity you're doing, that muscle's still not warm. Exactly. You, Your core temperature is still down. Yeah, if you yeah. do that stretching every single day, nonstop, then that 10, 15-minute warm-up would actually help you out. But if you don't stretch every single day, then a dynamic warm-up is more beneficial for you. Yes, sir. Um, after the, the warm-up, that's when you know we were practicing grappling at the time. So clinching, so grabbing each other's necks and throwing them to the ground and and then fighting while you're on the ground and stuff like that. and. and yeah, he didn't even last 30 minutes in an hour class. And he was gassed out. I mean, he threw up. And he we see him run off the mat, and he went and threw up, grabbed his gear, and never came back. <laughs> now he's listening to this podcast. But, man, he's like, man, you just got to tell that on the show. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just, that's why whatever activity you're doing, boxing, baseball, football, anything, when you're practicing that sport, you're doing you're you're learning how to control your body, in the sense that you wanted to. You want your body to be in line with your mind. You wanted to do, what your mind wanted to do, not what your body is doing. Without you thinking about it. Yeah, exactly, and and I think, even you know from not just in sports and just martial arts, but like also I, 
like, you know, I'm going to take you back a little bit here too. You know, you could also resonate from this when your time in the, in the Navy as well. Like, you know, you, you were, uh, you served in the Navy three years. Um, you were a part of operation desert storm and, you know, can you tell us like how your training in the Navy kind of resonates with, uh, self-defense? Yeah. Um, well, you were a Marine, so you know boot camp. The whole purpose of boot camp, yeah. it, I mean, the first thing they tell you, at least when I went to boot camp in uh, in 89, yeah, 89, it, it was, it was, we're going to break you and remake you. And it breaks you of all your habits, all your bad habits and your laziness and all that, and they make you yeah. accountable. Why is your bed not full? You know, why do you not have hospital corners? There's no one to blame but yourself. We taught you how to do yeah. it. That's one thing the boot camp always did. They will never test you on something they didn't teach you. Yeah, it's really true. So having that mindset, um, it's kind of it's kind of helped me in a lot of other aspects of um, holding myself accountable because – Human beings are, we like comfort. We don't like to grow. And we use maybe like 15, 20% of our brain. It, it, it's, it's funny you, you mentioned that part. Do you think we stop growing at a certain age or like, cause you know, when we're, when we're through our childhood and to our teens, like, you know, we, we want to grow, we want to experience new stuff. When, when do you think that kind of changes? Do you think that changes like mid twenties or like a, like, or is that just, it, it's every individual? You know, different. I think it's on an individual basis because this is why you see some kids that are, you know, 10 years old and they're way more advanced than another 10-year-old kid or majority of the 10-year-old no. kids. Um, so I think it has to do a lot with influence uh, or what they've been around. Like one of my oldest daughter, out of all, out of all our friends, um, she was the first kid like me and my wife we were the first ones to have a baby of all our single friends and couple and, and married friends and she was the only kid for five years so when she was in school uh, her kindergarten teacher actually pointed it out to us she goes your daughter's just she's around adults all the time huh and we're like why do you ask that and she goes because she talks with her hands and her vocabulary is very advanced for a kid that age because they pick up on what they hear and see around, you know? Sure. And uh, so that's why I think that comfort, I think comfort mentally hits us at a, uh, a different age. So, I mean, there's, and then the thing is, is that a lot of the times we're comfortable and we're willing to settle, and we don't want to put in the work to grow. Yeah, putting putting in the work is eighty percent of it. I mean, Jesus, like you know, you could be inspired about something, but if you're not putting in the work, there's nothing that comes from that. Right, and it doesn't matter what you're trying to do. It doesn't matter if you're yeah. trying to learn self-defense or trying to learn baseball or any of that kind of stuff. If you don't put in the work, mm-hmm. I mean, when I used to coach my daughters in little league. Um, I knew which kids wanted to show up for practice and which one. I mean, the kid in the in the corner with the glove on her face doing circles, I knew she didn't want to be there. 
<laughs> you know, the kid kicking the dirt. You know, yeah. I, I knew which kids wanted. And then you have the other kids that are ready to go. Um, so, I, you know, that comfort thing, I mean, you could do a whole podcast just on, on people being comfortable yeah. and settling and all that stuff. So bottom line for that is if you don't put in the work, um, you're not going to, you're not going to get any rewards. And the same mentality goes for self-defense. Uh, yeah, yeah. I know a lot of black belts that have, they had their black belts and they stopped training. Okay, so now they have their black belt, but they haven't trained in five years. I know that they're not continuously, continuously training. Yeah, so I'm more afraid of a, a current white belt than a black belt who hasn't trained in five years. Yeah, because their body's rusty. Yeah, it's, exactly. They, it's it's a it's a progress. It's too. it's a um. It is a. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, it'll come to me. Anyway, it it's a it's a it's a skill. It's a perishable skill. That's the word I was looking for. It's a perishable. So if you don't use it, you lose it. It's just like riding a bike. Most yeah. of us have been riding bikes for a long time. I haven't been on a bicycle in like over thirty years. If I get on it, I know how to ride it, but it's I'm, there's going to be a slight learning curve for me to get back into the way I was when I was riding it 30 years ago. Or, or you might hit the curve. Yeah, yeah. And at my age, that's it. I'm done. I'm down, you know. Um, so, you know, it's just like I have a friend of mine, 62 years old. I'm 52. And uh, he just retired from, from work. He's 62 years old, and the dude has a body of like a 30-year-old because he's a surfer. Oh, he wow. surfs every single day for the last 60 years. He's in great shape, and that's because, you know, he puts in the work. You know, he, he's doing yeah. something that he loves, and it keeps him in shape. You know, like we right. were talking about uh, um, pre-interview. That's one of the reasons why I got into self-defense in the first place was because yeah, it, I got overweight and I wanted to get back into but, shape. Yeah, and walk, walk us through that. I mean, there, there's just more There's more than that. Like, uh, that was actually going to be my next uh, segment. It's like kind of like, you know, what inspired you to get not only like to be an, an instructor, but like to actually like, you know, make a big shift in your, your life. Talk, talk to us about well, it. Well, you know, and I got to, like I was telling you, I got to almost 300 pounds and I'm a six foot guy. That was the heaviest I've ever been in my whole entire life. Um, and me and my wife, you know, when we first got together, you know, there was a time we were down at the beach and some heavy set guy walked by and my mom, my wife says, if you ever get that size, I'm going to shoot you. I'm like, <laughs> okay, fair deal. You know, I'm sure you guys, you know, the kind of conversation I'm talking about. And um, I was trying to tie my shoes and I was having a hard time breathing. And oh, my wife looked at me. She goes, hey, you remember that conversation we had on the beach with that, that heavyset guy that walked by? I go, yeah, I remember that. She goes, well, I'm getting ready to load the gun. So <laughs> I was like, okay, I know what you're trying to say. And like I was telling you, I hate cardio. I am not a cardio guy. I, don't ask me to run. I'm not a runner. Um, so I remember that I used to get really good cardio workouts during uh, martial arts. Yeah. And I'm learning something at the same time. 
as opposed to running on a treadmill and just watching numbers or TV or whatever's going on. Um, right. So I looked around in my area and I found um, a Krav Maga place. Uh, they had a karate program for the kids and then Krav Maga for adults. So okay. I took what, the free. What, what year is this, by the way? This Sorry. was uh, 2017. So I was wow. I was 47 when I started. Uh, never no, 46 never too late like that never never too late that's awesome you know what i i have guys that um because i still go to the, the dojo once in a while not as much as i used to because you know i'm trying to make the self-defense my full-time business uh right now it's right. a part-time business so i have a full-time job uh but there's a 72 72 year old white belt which is awesome that's awesome yeah, it's awesome. And he's taking it because he wants to be able to protect his grandkids. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, crazy people out there learning something new. It's awesome. Well, the school actually now is offering senior Krav Maga for anybody yet to be 65 and older, I think, or 60 and older. Something. I love that. Yeah, you're bringing new people into this and, like, you know, just something like that. You're like, oh, some people are like, oh, you're just too old or we don't teach, you know that or something that's really cool that they offer yeah and and it's funny because the 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 owner of the of the school actually has his parents as students in there which is awesome i think it's great that's it's great that's awesome yeah so yeah you know that that's just what i like about it is that you're getting in shape or in better shape because most of us are sitting down watching tv or or you know on our phones or whatever scrolling away at social media or watching Netflix. Yeah. We're, we're just not being active. And this way, you know, I'm getting a cardio workout, a more intense cardio workout than a treadmill or elliptical or something like that. And I don't feel it that much because I'm not thinking about it because I'm actually learning something now where, you know, if you're on an elliptical, you're, you have nothing but time on your hands. You're like, Oh, when is this thing over? You know, <laughs> it's, it's just like, you know, if you're working a regular job and right. you're busy the whole time, nonstop, they're like, all right, time for you to go. You're like, damn, where'd the time go? But when yeah. you're at work and there's nothing for you to do, you could hear those seconds tick, tick, tick. It's the same kind of philosophy when you're yeah. training, you know, you're getting, you're getting a workout in. And but it goes by fast because you're not thinking about the workout. Because you're having fun, you're being challenged. It's a, uh, you know, you're you're learning, and it's like it's all that combined, and you're like, oh wow, this is great, and you feel fantastic after it. Yeah, you know, it's it's or just some... like it's like the hardest part of going to a gym, and it, it, this is for either you know like a twenty four hour fitness or any of those kind of gyms, um, yeah. is showing up. Once you, yeah. once you get there, you're like, man, I'm here. I might as well work out, yeah. you know? And when you don't want to go, those are the days you should go. Should be going. To and then when you do actually go, you feel glad that you went. You always felt happier when you showed up. Exactly. Well, you know, like we were talking about I, comfort. People will BS themselves. When you're, when you do not go to the gym or to the dojo for training, is it an excuse or is it a reason? 
oh, I didn't get enough sleep. Uh, car won't start. You know, long day. Th work. Those are excuses. If you have two cars and your car won't start, that's an excuse. If you didn't get enough yeah. sleep, that's an excuse. You know, well, I broke my leg. That's a reason. There you go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So people, people are happy settling and being comfortable. And that's why we don't grow. So you have to be able to push yourself to just show up. And if you go to a gym or you have a personal trainer or you go training martial arts somewhere, when you get there, the instructor or the coach or the personal trainer, they're going to help you grow. They're going to push you out of your comfort zone. And most people will listen to them because they're paying for that person to push them out of the comfort zone. It, it's, it's so true. I mean, it, and it goes like, you know, whether my line of business is a personal trainer or in, in like, um, whether, you know, when we both were in boot camp, it's like, it, it's, it's all the same thing. And it always goes back to something like that. And it doesn't even have to be the funny thing is it doesn't even have to be, um, physically like it could be like you just trying to learn something like say if you're trying to learn how to play guitar or how to play any kind of instrument or you're trying to learn something new like online like whether you know and we're gonna get to this in a second uh and it just kind of goes all the way back hand in hand you know it's like uh it all still goes you have to put in the time you have to put in the focus you have to put in the energy um not every day we're not gonna have it and i, I think that's where some people kind of lose it it's like Oh, you know, I just don't have it today. Why can't I get there? It's like, did you actually try? Did you really try to get there? Did you know? Did you? How many excuses did you give yourself? And there's always that. I think those are the more underlying things than when people actually like, you know, a year later when they've been wanting to do this thing and they just keep putting it on the on the back on the back burner. Well, oh, I I needed to. I wanted some sleep. It's like, well, did you actually need to sleep or did you just really not want to go? It's like. But though those are the kind of things that you always kind of you look back upon and you're like, damn, I actually wish, you know, if I would have tried a year ago, you know, I would have been so much better at this thing. But now I'm starting from square one. You know, you know, again, if you're going to be trying it later and, you know, the, the important thing is that you're trying it now. Don't beat yourself up over it and just kind of get get it started. Right. You know, it, it's it's just like you were saying, personal trainer. People think, OK, well, I've been on diet for 30 days and I haven't lost any weight. Well, it took you a long time to gain that weight. I mean, we all know when we're gaining weight. At some point, we're like, man, you know, I'm getting a little heavier. Maybe I should do something about it. But most people yeah. don't do anything about it. They just let it keep going and going and going until it gets very obvious that you haven't done anything about it. And that's when you get all these pounds. So you need to understand that if you gain that much weight, over that much time, it's going to take you time to lose that weight. But if you're not consistent, you're not going to lose the weight. Yeah, no, it, it is exactly true. It's a hundred, hundred percent. Like it always, like it's going back to the accountability. It's going back to how much you really want it and not making up the excuses. And, you know, if you have a legitimate reason, that's totally understandable. But, you know, if you really want it, you say you want it, you, you got to put in the work for it. Yeah, one of, one of my good friends, he's a personal trainer uh, down in uh, Long Beach. And 
he says that he and he's now he's strictly I guess online training, online personal training, um, and he has a lot of students that pay him, and they don't put in the work, and and they're wondering why they don't see the results, and then the the students that do put in the results or put in the work are seeing the results and they're like, man, he's great. It's like. You gotta hold yourself accountable, man. That that boils down. If you don't put in the work, you're not gonna reap the rewards. It's that simple. Yeah. No, ex- exactly. You know, you just can't show up one day. But oh, oh, I'm gonna expect to be fit. You know, I'm gonna eat like crap and gonna do all this. No, it doesn't work like that. Well, you know, when when I was boxing, when I was eight, nine, ten years old, because I did boxing for almost two years, we had this one kid. First day. He showed up. Brand new sparring gear, brand new, you know, boxing boots and boxing <laughs> the, the gloves. Nice stuff. Everything. Yeah. And he wanted to get in the ring on day one. And the, the owner was like, no, you got to learn how to fight first. And the, the kid was, no, 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 I want to fight. I want to fight. And he's telling his dad, his dad had a nice Cadillac outside and everything in a suit and everything. And he's like, the boxing coach is like, no. Your kid's not ready to fight. He has to learn first. And the kid's like, Dad, Dad, I want to fight. I want to fight. And the the dad looks at the coach. He goes, hey, let my kid fight. And the coach goes, are you sure? Okay. <laughs> so they put me in the ring with him. And oh, here I am with, with my boxing boots all duct taped and stuff because my mom couldn't afford to buy me a new pair of boots and stuff. And... um Less than 30 seconds, I landed a clean uppercut. Kid fell to the ground. Got up crying. Got in the car and took off. We never seen that kid again. So it doesn't <laughs> matter the gear you got. No, it doesn't. It, it you know, uh, my 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 uh, master would always tell me, you be afraid of the guy that puts his that has duct tape holding his stuff together. Versus the guy that has the new shiny stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the shiny stuff ain't gonna bring you any superpowers. You know, it's it's the one, it's the desire. You know, and and that's the thing about like belts. Everybody's so obsessed on the color of the belt. Your belt. I don't give a crap about the color of your belt. It's your skills. Yeah. If, if if someone comes up to me, and shoots me in the back of the head. It doesn't matter if I have a black belt in a hundred different styles. Their tactic was better than my skill. So, you know, people are like, oh, I have to get black belt. No, you don't. If you're good at the fundamentals, that's all you need. Like I said, I'm more afraid of a white belt that's training right now than a black belt that was a black belt five years ago. It it all goes back to being the same thing. yeah, I know. Uh, got a little bit of time left here. I uh, want want to ask you, or want you tell people wh- uh, where they could find you at, uh, everything that you're working on right now, and uh, how you're doing better, like how how you're uh, looking to impact the online community and everything like that. I, yeah, um, I have my own podcast. Uh, it's called Mind Your Self Defense. I focus more on the mental aspect of it. Um, yeah. This is probably why we were talking about more about the mental stuff than you know punching and kicking. <laughs> Um, because the mental stuff is more important. 
It is. It absolutely is. Especially as you get older. Yeah. It, 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 I, actually, I think it's more important if you're younger because of you're younger oh, and you have yeah. that mindset about growing, it's going to make you better off. You're going to be more successful than someone like me who's already... I mean, I still have time to yeah. change stuff around for me, but the younger people, if they start thinking, the more I know, the better it's going to be for me, then, yeah, they, exactly, they'll be more successful because it's better for them. You know? So that's what I say for that. But um, I also have my own website. It's uh, riseabovesoutdefense.com. Uh, I'm currently working on an online course. Um it's called uh, Self-Defense for Busy Adults. So I'm going to cut out all the fluff stuff to instead of stretching love, love it. The name, love the name, by the way. Oh, thank love you. Love the name. Sorry. I don't, I don't want to yeah. stretch it out for four years. I'm going to give you the fundamentals. Knock it out. It's going to be like not even an hour and a half long. Watch it as many times as you want. Put it together. And then uh, I'll have different packages where you could have access to me if you have any questions or that kind of stuff. Uh, Zoom meetings and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. I'm also a firearm instructor. That has picked up a lot as far as I'm getting a lot of students for that. Uh, uh, so I, again, another another underutilized things like you know, we uh, I, I love that people want that want to learn how to shoot and to um, to take uh, you know firearms into their you know their own hands because everyone should learn how to to handle a gun everyone should learn how to shoot a gun and stuff like that it you know it's like you know guns don't kill people people kill people right. it's like you know it's like it's like or how accidents happen stuff like that it's like the more people that learn the responsibility of a gun it is way better like it's it's like i you know i learned you know way before the marines i learned when i was a kid you know how to handle a gun and all that stuff and all the the, sa the safety protocols and everything like that it was like you know just instilled in me from a kid but not everybody has the opportunity right and 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 it's an important skill to know because the more you know about it the safer you are and the safer the people around you are yeah. you know i'm more afraid of someone who's thinks they know more or mm -hmm. thinks they know how to handle a gun than someone that has never handled a gun because a person who has never it's, handled a gun, they're going to be asking questions. They're not, I'm not going to touch it because I don't know. Someone who thinks they know how to do it, they're going to pick it up and they're going to start flagging everybody. And, you know, that's where issues happen, you know. It's, it's, yeah. That's the kind of person that you, like, you need to sit straight with right away. Yeah, or it's, it's like you having a, a, a customer who hires you to give them personal training advice, but they're telling you, how to do your job yeah exactly you know and i've i've had that issue where i've had students you know i'm trying to teach them something and they're like oh well when i was training over here they didn't do it this way you know I'm, yeah well you're learning the way i'm teaching you now you know so you have to empty the cup before you could fill it up you know yeah no exactly exactly well, uh, Andrew, thank you uh, so much for your time today. We'll call you Andy again, I promise. All right, thanks. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> but uh, it was a great chat with you, man, and uh, I look forward to connecting with you. We're so close. we got to connect at least once. Yeah, so, yeah. sounds good. We'll go be taking a class. Sounds good. Well, thanks for having uh, me on your show, Brian. Absolutely. Of course, thank you so much again. Okay.